stars hang with stars, winners hang with winners. Si un jour tu m'emmènes à la plage, j'aimerais t'en plonger dans les flammes. Je te promets que je resterai sage, mais tu ne comprends pas que je rêve ça. Welcome to the house of Strauss. Oh my God, we've got a big Waz alarm. The perfect follow-up guest after Bob Costas this week. Oh my, of <laughs> the Ringer fame. You know him. Yeah, you, you know the ballet, that, that hot take artist, Bob Costas. We need the soothing, dulcet tones of one big Waz. You know him, you love him. Of the Ringer, of so many podcasts, of so much content out there. Uh, how you doing, Waz? I'm doing fantastic, man. Um, you know, it's NBA offseason. So, you know, as much as I love the NBA and, and I love what we do, I do like having more time to do other things that aren't NBA, right? Um, and so, yeah, I'm just enjoying the summer, enjoying the offseason, gearing for a, a little quick Vegas trip this weekend, mm. celebrating a birthday of a loved one. Um, and so looking forward to that. Just enjoying shit, man. That's, that's it. Same old same. Yeah, that's a pretty good schedule right there. I I mean, I have you on just because we like having you on, but there is a pre- precipitating reason, something that was bouncing around my brain. <laughs> of course. Uh, as there always is. And it's this. I wrote an article on the success of John Canzano of <laughs> uh, the Bald Face Truth Substack, who's making money hand over fist, just writing about sports in the Pacific Northwest and some of these college programs in the Western United States for college football and basketball. And he's doing really well. I mean, he's making more money than anybody would have paid him to do this kind of work. And so I was just looking at how does this function? Is you can look at a creator almost like a company and go, okay, what's the money ball approach right here? And I noticed that Kinzano does not do the politics stuff. He just doesn't involve it in his overall thing, uh, which is actually notable in sports media. And I mentioned that. I said that this guy actually does stick to sports. And it's interesting to have you here because obviously you don't do that. You talk Mm -hmm. a lot of politics. You're on TYT. Uh, I've been looking at some of the recent clips and yet I feel like it doesn't it doesn't hurt you at all. I don't think even if you're saying things people find controversial in that <laughs> space, I don't think it's a detriment. I think it's uh, I, I, I think it influences your career in a positive way. So so uh, I, yeah. I, I have a lot of opinions about this, obviously, because it's like my career and the way that I've chosen to go about sort of managing the various interests that I have um, in my media career. Um, What I would say is that I don't talk about, I don't talk about politics as people on Twitter perceive them in my capacity Mm. as a host for the Ringer podcast network. I don't Mm. get into those kind of politics that pop up online on the Ringer. TYT, um, I do appearances with them. That's an explicitly political platform. Um, And so, yeah, I'm going to give my unvarnished political takes on TYT because that's what they do on there. And they're bringing me on to sort of be a sports person 
who has political appearances. I, I, I honestly don't view it any differently than Stephen A. on All My Children. Um, it's, <laughs> it's literally just... Uh, a that's new... General Hospital, sir. Oh, that's, General uh, Hospital, uh, excuse get me. It, get it right. That's, uh, <laughs> I love that he does that, by the way. I love yeah. that he, he does that for free just because he's such a fan. But yes. that's, that's incredible. But yeah, to me, I've, I almost view it as the same thing. It's like two worlds that I'm occupying in... In the cases that I am talking about, quote unquote, politics um, at the ringer, it's funny because the things that I consider to be politics, I will talk about openly on the ringer, but they don't I don't code them in my dialogue as pol as political. Mm. You understand? Um, yeah. For instance, uh, just a quick example, my generally anti-management disposition um, as it relates to the NBA and how management functions vis-a-vis -vis the players and the overall product. I'm just generally, um, I'm skeptical of management's position. I think a lot of them are freaking incompetent. I think a lot of these guys, um, you know, especially the James Dolan types who inherited the team are a, a net, uh, negative <laughs> for the sport and the product. Um, I just generally have a, a, a suspicious view of management and ownership in the league. And I can talk about that um, quite directly on the ringer. And that is very political, in my opinion. Like, it aligns with my own personal politics but those are not the politics that get discussed out on the internet and so it's mm. like two things happening i completely ignore internet politics while shoehorning my own political views um and imbuing my sports coverage with that if that makes any sense to you it does make sense to me and i i, I was thinking about you because i think what i described is the issue Kinzano avoids I, I believe in what I said, but I also think it was incomplete and there's more nuance there. I'll just read a little. This is so self-indulgent, but I'll just read some sentences from my own article. Um, after the 2016 election, it became pretty commonplace for major sports writers to advertise their open disdain for the Republican Party, which is their right in a free country. It was also a trend that wasn't reflective of market demand. Even if you hate Trump, you're not necessarily seeking such commentary from your favorite sports writers. And I've talked about this as the uh, the sardine in the vending machine problem, where people go to a vending machine, they press E5 for a candy bar, and a sardine pops out. And even if you're the type of person who loves a sardine, it kind of hits you funny. And if you're the type of person who hates a sardine, then, then all the worse. And I think there's something to that, but I think something else is also going on here, which is you're doing a good job of compartmentalizing it. So that's one reason that it works for you. But I also think it works for you because people don't know the next thing you're going to say when it gets into <laughs> the political space. Right. And I think part of what frustrates a lot of people, obviously some people on the right, but I think just a lot of people is when they get the sense that the person communicating politics to them is doing it as a social signal and they're just trying to sound like everyone else. And so it's, mm -hmm. if whatever you're going to say is completely undifferentiated from what I would hear from the late night hosts, from your Stephen Colbert's, your uh, Jimmy Kimmel's, you know, mm -hmm. that, that whole crew, if it's completely undifferentiated, then, hey, maybe that's actually how you feel. 
But that just seems like a it's already there. So I get enough of that anyway. And B, it's just a little bit suspect. I mean, people, when they're not thinking tribally, like they have different views and they have reservations. And even if it's their team, they might go, yeah, my team's really messing up. I'll throw an example at you. Um, Stephen A. Smith, I have no idea what that guy's going to say day to day about politics. And it's <laughs> uncompartmentalized. I often find myself disagreeing with it, but I really can't predict it. And so I kind of roll with it. I don't know <laughs> if tomorrow he's going to bash DeSantis or criticize Biden. He'll sometimes sound like a modal primary voting Democrat and then other times go, hey, I'm donating to the Chris Christie campaign, Chris Christie mm -hmm. for president. It's just I, I don't know. I don't know where it's coming. And it, it almost seems like it almost seems like sometimes he pisses people off. But because of that unpredictability, uh, I can't even pronounce words uh, because of that unpredictability, like my inability to say the next word in the sentence, uh, I think that that results in some trust with the audience. And there's something bigger happening where if we think what you're saying is programmatic, then mm, you're kind of pushing people away for the subtle reason that's not just pissing them off with the take. That's my whole screed on it. Yeah, I, I think you're getting at something. And, you know, for your listeners, you know, we come up here to to, to give them the real rap. But, like, I, I got to be honest and truthful here, right? Like, um, yes. in previous parts of my life, I was definitely more of a Democratic Party, basically, uh, pom-pom waiver. Like, that's just 100% sure. And, and a lot of it has to do with my own background, right? Like, both of my parents are immigrants, black immigrants from the West Indies in New York City, right? Where, like, the, the concept that you would do anything that wasn't Republican doesn't exist. That's not even... That, that,